This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, June 22, 2009. I'm Caleb Brown. National standards for reading and math are in the works, but creating a national standard may in fact shield states yet again from being accountable to parents and the competition that now exists among some states. So says Neil McCluskey, Associate Director of the Cato Institute's Center for Educational Freedom. A few months ago, the National Governors Association, the Council of Chief State School Officers, announced that they were getting together experts and panelists to put together national standards that states could choose to adopt if they wanted to in math and reading. And this was a big announcement. Well, a few weeks ago, uh, about 40, well, 46 state governors and chief school officers said that their states would participate at least in the drafting of national standards. And this was big news because even two years ago, people thought that national standards were an impossible things to get in education because everyone, you know, everyone around the country so valued the local school, local district, and local control. Now, one more big thing has fallen into place, which is a few weeks after all these governors said they'd sign on to national standards, the Secretary of Education, Arne Duncan, uh, a few days ago announced that the federal government would provide $350 million to establish tests to go with these standards. And that means we're heading right toward Uncle Sam taking control of our schools because they're going to spend the money to write the tests that all kids will have to take to show that they're doing well enough in school. Just generally, whenever you have government in control of schooling, you're going to get low standards because government and politicians respond to the people with the most political influence. And in education, you know, that's the people employed by the education system, the teachers, the administrators, the, the, the bureaucrats. And what's in their best interest is low standards and as much money as they can get. But at least when states are setting standards, states still need to compete with each other to try and get businesses and families to move in. So they have some incentive to have high standards. Um, and we still have the notion of laboratories of democracy where states can experiment with different standards, different accountability mechanisms, things like that. Well, when the federal government starts paying for standards and paying for tests, that means the federal government is taking over control. There goes the democracy, or laboratories of democracy. There goes competition. But you still have the same problem that the special interests who are employed by the system, who want low standards, as much money as they can get, have most of the power. And now they can do one-stop shopping, no longer having to worry about, well, you know, is this a right-to-work state? Is it not a right-to-work state? Do they have charter schools or anything like that? They say, we're just going to Washington, and we're going to get what we want from one central place. Almost every. Most states have their own testing regime to determine how well their kids are doing. Uh, seemingly the best measures we have for comparing state to state in terms of uh, outcomes are National Assessment of Education Progress, ACT scores. Uh, in principle, what's the, what's the problem with allowing there to be, exist a single national standard? Well, there's uh, the theory that's presented for national standards by those people who advocate it is that, and this is what Arne Duncan has said, that it's quote-unquote crazy to have 50 separate state standards in the modern world. 
Well, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, logically, for the reasons I've already given, it doesn't make sense. Because we know how policy is made when government controls schools. And there's no reason to believe the federal government is any more immune to that than the states. In fact, there's reason to believe they are more susceptible to all those political pathologies that lead to really low standards. The best lobbyists work in Washington. Exactly. That's where the most money is. You know, this is the big league. The state's kind of minor league. Um and so that doesn't make any sense to say, well, it's, so long as we have one standard set by the federal government, then that'll be the best standard. Um, so the, the question then is, well, how do you avoid all these pathologies? And, and when people talk about the National Assessment of Educational Progress, and they say, well, that's a state or a national standard. It's a great national test. It's the nation's report card is how the NAEP people bill it. Well, there's one thing to remember about NAEP. Nobody loses a dime if they don't do well on it. NAEP is just given to a small sample of students to, as essentially a barometer of how kids are doing. And if a state, if every kid proves illiterate on NAEP, they're not losing any federal money. When we talk about national standards, federal money is involved, and that's when the politics kick in. People naturally ask, and logically they say, well, if federal control and national standards and solution, what is? Because states and local districts have proven time and again that they can't do the job, that they set low standards and they don't hold anybody to high standards. They don't hold anyone account- accountable. And the problem is that all three levels of government, because their governments suffer from the same problems, which is that politicians respond to the, the people employed by the system who naturally want low standards and lots of money. So the key isn't to keep trying to push government or control up to higher and higher levels of government. It's to make education work the same way as computer industry, uh, your package delivery, all those things that we take for granted every day in the free market, which is that providers have to respond to consumers. And that means school choice. Give education money to parents and make those schools deliver a product they want, make schools compete against each other, and an added bonus to all that competition and real accountability is, then you also get innovation, because the schools that can do things better and more efficiently make more money, get more students, and really succeed. And so no increase in government control is going to solve our problem. The key is to end government control and put parents in charge. Neil McCluskey is author of the book, Feds in the Classroom. You can get your copy at Cato.org.